friends, welcome to Womankind. This is your host, Kelsey Novitz, and I'm here with my guest, Karen Reese, who is a psychic medium. Hi, Karen. Howdy, howdy, howdy to you and all your friends, dead and alive. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here. So, uh, first of all, I mean, I don't know necessarily that you need to do this, but just in case there's a listener who does not know what a psychic medium is... Give us an explanation. Sure. Well, um, psychics will tell you the past, present, and future. And for me, when I'm using the psychic half, it's like I'm seeing a television play out. Uh, whereas a medium will talk to dead people. Now, all mediums are psychics. However, not all psychics are mediums. Wait, say that one more time. Yep, that is a tricky one. There'll be a quiz at the end. Um, all psychic, or um, rather, all mediums are psychics. So. People that are both a psychic and a medium like myself, I could see the past, present, and future and talk to, you know, people on the other side, but not all psychics um, are mediums. Psychics mm-hmm. are, I try to tell people if you want to put it into perspective, psychics are like, you know, maybe uh, elementary, junior high, or high school where mediumship is university level. Oh, so, okay. so psychics will tell you about the past, the present, the future, and the mediumship will do all of that plus talk to um, okay. the other side. And I've had a near-death, I've seen the other side. Great shopping. And oh Vegas, too. People always ask about that, not to go off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. We love tangents on this yeah, show. Yeah, there's different parallels. Yeah, there's different dimensions. So I tell people, you know, you could go north and have a great experience when you pass mm-hmm. or, you know, south, but can that's we, a whole other thing. Go can ahead. we hear a little bit more about that near-death experience? Oh, yeah. I was born this way. People always ask, when did you know when you were psychic? And I said, well, I was born this way. My brother's this way. My mom's this way. My mom would say, oh, you know, I saw whatever, Uncle John or whatever. There's going to be a train crash. I always thought that was normal. Mm -hmm. And then at age seven, um, I kept getting this vision. I woke up. I kept seeing my father laid out in a uh, blue casket. And as far as I knew, he was very healthy. And three weeks later, he dropped dead suddenly. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, when you were seven? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's not good for puberty, though, when you're a psychic. I can get into that, too. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) And um, my brother had the same impression as well as I did. But fortunately, uh, my one grandma, who was very psychic, runs on my mom's side. My dad's side, they're Mensa members. Um, Explained, (laughs) you know, it's just God's way of preparing you. So, And then maybe, I want to say about 10, 15 years ago, I uh, had a really bad um, fever, and now I, I've always traveled to the other side, so I've always seen, you know, the different dimensions, um, and there's a lot of places that are very similar to the earth plane, you know, the, the higher you go, you can just tell you're in a better place because the water is the most amazing water, like the blues, I call them cartoon colors, they're very um, non-existent in this plane, but they're of different shades, and um so I've seen like different things, you know, there's like Vegas, there's shopping, great shopping malls on the other side. <laughs> you know, all the things that we have here, it's just magnified. It's like steroid. If you love pizza, the flavor of pizza really pops. And then there's lower realms too, which as a kid, I would go out of body and there was this, oh, it's always this funny place. It was, it was definitely a, a hellish domain. And there was a guardian angel there and he was an African-American man. He looked grandfatherly and he had very um, short hair almost shaved, but it had specks of white in it. And oftentimes he would say, oh, no, honey, you can't go in there. The nicest guy. And then, you know, because I'd see, like, these doors open and you would see all these things. But in any event, on with where I was at, um, I had had a near-death experience because I had a bad fever. I started to go out of my body. I could feel my heart was starting to slow down. And I can remember seeing my two grams that I was very close to, my mother-in-law and uh, my aunt. And I started to leave them, like, you have to go back to your body. You can't leave even though I travel out of body, but I could tell my body was actually shutting down. So, of course, I had to come back. And I was livid, livid mm-hmm. at the time. I started yelling at my husband, can you believe what they said? Because I came to, of course, I realized a few minutes later he can't see um, dead people or what have you. But 
you know, well, he didn't understand yeah, fully. Yeah, that's a whole other part, but <laughs> just saying. But, uh, oh, yeah, and as a kid, you know, I can tell you, as a psychic, it's kind of awkward, you know, those awkward teenage moments. One time, it was probably in eighth or ninth grade, the heartthrobs um, father had passed, and I remember the teacher calling on me, and it was kind of zoning, because when you're in this kind of work, you're in your out of your right mind, you're in a different space mentally, which is hard to describe if you, you know, don't experience it. And I remember saying something about um, this person's father, and everybody looked at me and I'm like, oops, <laughs> you know, so it was a little awkward, because what was happening, his father who died two weeks earlier was trying to communicate with me. Oh, wow. so, but along the way, people don't realize, too, they often think when you're a psychic, you're airy-fairy, because there's a lot of people out there that give you a lot of nonsense, you know, BS stuff, you're psychic, you're going to write a book, hey, you might wake up and itch yourself, you know, I mean, it's really silly, stupid stuff. You know, who's John? I don't know, i got two and a half bathrooms in my house, I guess there would be two Johns in there, right, you know? <laughs> but they say all sorts of stuff. And, uh, but along the way, you know, I was the youngest female stockbroker in Buffalo. People don't realize that. I went to school to study art and science. I thought about being a plastic surgeon. And in my first semester, I was waitressing and I saw an advertisement. So I went down, got my broker's license, switched out my uh, degree. Of course, I realized I can't take, you know, a lot of smells, which is what science would have me do. And uh, so I got into business. Which I love. I, I watch the market. I do a lot of mm -hmm. investing with clients and what have you. Oh, okay. So you still kind of participate in that oh, aspect yeah. of things. Oh, yeah. market's been too. doing really good. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's like at an all-time high. You know, I'm loving life these days, you know. And Is it? I feel like my stocks are not doing well right now. I'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I need some guidance on yeah. you to yeah. it. <laughs> well, when it goes down, it's always good to go in and buy mm -hmm. more of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But right now, the market's looking really good mm -hmm. overall. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So as a seven-year-old, you know, mm -hmm. kind of kind of walk us through the experience of realizing that you had this gift. Oh, uh, well, you know, thank God, uh, as I mentioned, my grandma, my brother, and uh, myself, we, had, we were playing about a week after our father passed, and then we both shared we had had the exact same vision. I'd wake up, I'd be, go to school, uh, be on my way to uh, going to school, same thing. My brother, you know, I'd go to sleep, I'd have the same dream about my father. Um, passing, and fortunately, my grandmother, who was very spiritual, um, explained to me it was God's way of preparing you, and then explained other things. I mean, I can recall, like, at two years old, laying um, in my crib, and this woman, Margaret, would come in, and she was from the other side, and she said I was your nanny in jolly old England. And what was funny, I remember seeing, like, visions of me in probably about the 1940s, World War II, and I remember this grassy knoll, we would walk across the street. I looked very similar to myself. My hair was a little bit wavier. My hair's um, naturally straight. So, you know, I always thought that was normal. Um, we would go shopping, you know, to the grocery store. We would see people, you know, dead people maybe following a wife or something. But I thought it was normal. Mm -hmm. you know? So there was no, like, fear or anything oh. associated with it because it was something that you were raised with, kind of. Yeah, my mother didn't explain it all when we were little. She would just walk by, oh, you know, I saw three monks. I saw Uncle Frank or whatever. There's going to be a plane crash. And we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And we would get the same thing. And there's more members in my family that are like that. Usually it travels from one family down to the other. Usually it's through your mother's side. But my so it is like kind of hereditary in a way. Yeah, DNA. Yeah, okay. yeah. Good, good call, girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are hereditary, sweetie. But uh, too, but uh, um, but in any Feathers, event, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes on the lips, a lifetime on the hips, girl. <laughs> That's why I believe in the four food groups: can't grow and take a rest. But yeah, so we never thought anything of it. You know, although I will say as a teenager, you know, when you're a kid, you go through cemeteries and, you know, when you're younger, at least in our days, you know, you'd go party in the cemetery, you couldn't party at your parents or what have you. Mm -hmm. And I recall, you know, I was with two other cousins. One was also a psychic, the other one wasn't. And uh, they used to fight. Lisa and Allie, I was always in the middle. We were all cousins. But, you know, now looking back, you know, we'd be in a cemetery and I would see, you know, like people. 
Mm-hmm. It didn't scare me. We were just having fun. I mean, they were dead people, so mm-hmm. kind of a twisted way of growing up. Inter- say, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. And I'm just thinking, like, of all the movies that I've seen um, where things like this are portrayed, like, would you say that what you've seen is accurate to life, or is it exaggerated, or... You know, I've seen a lot. Um, I would say that... Well, Hollywood likes to exaggerate a lot. (laughs) They want the ratings. Um, So there are some truths to what you see, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just, you know, nonsense. But, I mean, I've seen a lot with what I've done. Mm -hmm. You know, all specs. You know, I've had instances where I've had to cleanse, you know, houses because there's some, you know, I call it naughty uh, energy, but there's some very demonic things that are out there, you know. I'm not afraid of it, though. If you ever got mm-hmm. brought you, God could take you out, mm-hmm. you know? So. Okay, so that, like, danger element is taken out for you. Because yeah. that's what I, that's what I've learned from movies and TV. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it can be dangerous. If people don't know what they're doing, you can open up doorways. Okay. Yeah, so there are mm-hmm. times where you can really bring in some energies. Um, but, you know, people ask me that all the time. I tell people I'm more concerned about the humans here. I think that they're more of a danger or a threat. Because if you get a spirit, a demonic spirit or whatever, there's ways that you can resolve it. I mean, you can get scratches and, you know, you can see some scary things. You could be put up against a wall, you know, and all sorts of, you know, and I've had some of those experiences. But overall, I think mankind's, you know, scarier than spirit kind, so to speak. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting perspective. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. I brought you in. I could take you on. I can mm-hmm. still talk to you, right? Right. <laughs> You're on the other side of that, so. So then let's talk about some, so you kind of had this gift and now you've moved to a place where you're doing it for people kind of like for a living and in a way to like make money. Is that correct? Yep. So what, talk about that transition of like having this gift and then moving into it as a professional. Oh, well, you know, years ago I knew I was going to do it uh, full time. Years ago I knew I was going to be on national TV and it's funny because I have a book, everybody has a book of life. Mine's red with gold letters. Um, there's a thing called the Akashic Records. Everybody can access that. You could do it in your sleep state. But each lifetime, get a chapter. And I remember as a kid, I, I remember saying, oh, I'm going to do this full-time as a profession, which I've been doing, it for, I don't know, 15 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, you're going to be on national TV. Like, all these kind of interesting things. And, I mean, I knew about this, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago, 25, probably, I don't know, whatever. Um, so it was kind of funny. And at the time when I made the transition, I'd always been doing it. It just sort of, like, flowed. You know, I remember being at um, a firm, um, and I remember doing like a hundred dials, and the boss accused me of not doing any dials. And I called her and I said, "You know, Debbie, tell the boss how many dials did I do?" She goes, "She did a hundred. His system didn't show it, and so we had like a little bit of a. I think I probably said I don't play games with little boys and short pants to him at the time, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> you know, and I remember being told psychically, you know, if you quit, your business will literally snowball, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, every single week it continued." So, you know, you get kind of pushed to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you think this is where you're, you want to go, but you end up finding where you need to go. The universe will usually sort of surprise you. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm better being self-employed. I was always in sales and I, you know, mm-hmm. I work better by myself, I guess, you know. <laughs> so this has led you to having a show that is yours. Yes, yes. I've been on like a lot of big TV, TLC, Lifetime. I was on Travel Channel this year, um, you name it, Discovery Channel. I don't know, CW, a lot of them, and about five years ago I did a show, and then they came back to me about two years ago, so now I do a show locally here on TV. So it's called The Care Show. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we'll have, uh, we'll Skype some people in, uh, in the industry, and then uh, we'll take some questions from audience, and then I'll just pick people randomly and read them. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting, because it's like a, you know, a box of chocolate, you never know what you're going to get, kind of like Forrest Gump when you have an audience, you know. Is that a lot of pressure for a TV show? You are kind of like 
flying by the seat of your pants a That's little exactly. bit. Yeah. Yes, I might be flying, maybe, you know, Halloween's coming up and witchiness, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, because you never know what you're going to get. Although I will say, usually before I go on set, um, like earlier in the day, this happens just in my general practice, I'll start picking up, you know, oh, I've got a, I'm going to have a, a murder case, um, and I do get a lot of cases like that. Um, or I'm going to have, you know, whatever, um, a young man's going to come in, his mom's going to be there. So, um, I remember one of the shows that we did, we had over a hundred people in the audience. And before I went on, I said, we've got murder, 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 murder. I had like all these people. So we went out and I ended up having, I think it was five individual separate murder cases. I'm like murder, murder. And they were, you know, none of these people were related. And then when I was walking off the show, I looked at this woman and I said, you've got a young female, she's connected to you, a family member that was murdered or, you know, something along those lines. And this woman's like, no, no, no. I said, yes, yes, yes. But I was walking off. I couldn't spend time with her because the show had ended and we needed to get off. Well, do you know, two days later, the next day, that same woman got a call from her brother that his daughter, 30-year-old daughter, was murdered by her 30-year-old um, boyfriend. Oh, my God. So her niece was coming to me before she even knew. And here's a really scary one. I've actually read people. Then a family member, maybe two years later, will come in that I've never read. And then um, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you know, your mother's here. And I've looked, and I'll look at this person like, I read your mother. So I read her mother in the living, and then the mother dies and comes for a reading with the daughter that I'd never read. So that's a weird, and that I've had that weird. like quite a few times. So how often does that happen where people come to you before they've, I mean, I don't know what the proper term is, crossed over before they've passed? Um, you know, it's just random. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've had other instances. This is funny because I always tell people there's no such thing as, uh, as coincidence. And this is, uh, oh, several years ago, this woman came to me and I said, you know, you might want to have your husband checked. Oh, he's fine. I said, well, maybe you might want to have all your effects checked because it looks like he might be crossing. Oh no, he's young. He's 50, yada, yada, yada. I said, well, it's always good, you know, wills and stuff and maybe have him get a checkup. Anyway, six months later and, uh, her sister comes in for a reading we had bounced her sister a couple of times, rescheduled her because I had some TV engagements and, you know, they call you the last minute, yada, yada, yada. So uh, she comes in and she sits down. I go, wait a minute. I go, that's your sister. I go, oh, your brother-in-law's here. Now, I don't remember all my readings, right? Because I'm busy. You know, you go out of your right mind. And there's so many, right? Right. It's like Reese's yeah. Pieces. You know, blue eye here, blue eye there, right? <laughs> and um, so all of a sudden I go, oh, you know, your brother-in-law's connected to your sister out there. And she's like looking at me like she had just seen a ghost, even though I was the one that had seen a ghost. And uh, <laughs> I said to her, I said, um, he said he just died. And she goes, he did. I go, yeah, like he said really recently. She goes, yesterday. And then she proceeded to say, you predicted his passing, yada, yada, yada. She goes, but you had also rescheduled me like two or three times because you had some other engagement. And I said, well... In a big universe away, it makes sense. Now, the man was 50. He was in great shape. I said, to me, it's telling me that the universe wants you to go to service tomorrow for his services and explain how he already came here and that life continues. You know, that was his whole purpose. Of course, he said, that's exactly it. You know, I'm just out of the physical. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an interesting experience. Wow. I wanted to say, I told you so. You should have, like, double-checked everything. Not that it would have changed, but just saying <laughs> So when you're talking to these people, is it like you and I talking right now, or is it oh, yeah. like what it's, okay, so that's, it's like you see a physical being in a yep. way, and then you can hear, like all of your senses are involved in it? Yes, and you don't want to tell your doctor you hear voices in your head, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Although, thank God my doctor's very cool, but yeah, I'll sit here and you know, like a lot of times you turn it off because you do get bleed-throughs because it does drain your energy like a battery because when you're dealing with psychic information or you're dealing with people on the other side, it's a different frequency. 
kind of like an AM FM dial trying to connect. So for me, I'm always, um, you know, you try to turn it off, but you get bleed throughs, you know, or I'm driving da -da 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 somewhere and I start getting, you know, messages. Mm -hmm. And so how do you then shut that off if you need to, like if you're um, doing to, something else? or Yeah, I try to distract my mind. I'll tell you, though, it's a good thing for uh, dating, and it's also a great thing to have when you're out, like, shopping for jobs. Because mm -hmm. I remember being in the job market thinking, oh, I should negotiate this or that. And it's great if you go to the casinos. I don't do a lot of it, <laughs> but <laughs> every now and again, I never win big, but I'm like, oh, you know, if I do this, this, this. But I tell people, if you're meant to win, you'll win. That's another thing, okay, too. Okay, that's a fair yeah. response. Give me the lottery tickets. I'm like, I'll give them to me first before <laughs> I give them to you. What are you nuts? It's all about the universe, what you're supposed to get. So aside from those people that are coming to you for lottery numbers, what is, and it might not be like an average person, but what what are people looking for when they come to you mostly? Well, it depends because I'm both a psychic and a medium. Some people want, you know, to know what's ahead of them, you know, and I tell people nothing's ever set in stone. If you keep doing what you're doing, I see you doing this, say, with your job, you're going to leave it, you're going to switch careers, you're going to go into medical. Um, the other thing is sometimes people want to come and get peace of mind. Um, you know, my brother died, to, you know, I could you connect with him or whatever. Uh, the way I read, though, there's different types of psychics. Everybody has a little bit of intuition. Most psychics, and I'm talking about 95%, are okay. You get a lot of them, they give you nonsense. You're going to uh, write a book, you're psychic, you know, they kind of give you puffery. When I read, I always, and I don't use cards or tools. Um, mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong, but anybody can pick up a deck of tarot cards. Some call it tarot, it's actually tarot, the actual pronunciation. Um, but when I read, usually somebody will come in, I'll start, you know, validating a few things. You know, your mother's birthday is in October. Her middle name is Marianne or whatever. And I'm very known for names, numbers, and dates and times. Um, specific names. I might say the name Goldberg. It's not just who's John, who's Mary. I mean, it's not to water that down, but it's kind of like, duh, comment, you know. Um, so I'll validate a few points, and then I start to look to wherever we need to go. And usually I'll have people write their three top questions, fold it up, and give it to me because I don't want to see the questions. And I'll usually answer those questions throughout the reading. So when I get to the end, I'm like, oh, I already answered this, that, or this. Okay, so you know without even looking yep. at the sheet. Yep. Oh, and it's okay. funny, though. Sometimes, like, this happened the other day. It was really funny. I said, well, write your top three questions down because, you know, it's your time. You know, you get a snippet of time with me. I have no control over what comes in. But if you want to make it more meaningful and you want to talk about, say, your career, let's do that, you know, because otherwise Uncle Fester might show up and hog the scene. You know, that <laughs> happens too, right? And uh, so when she sat down, I said, oh, there's a, I forgot the kid's name. I said, your ex-boyfriend, Todd. And she goes, oh, my God. And I said, okay. And I continued, and I said a few things. And I said, were you hoping to talk to him? And she goes, well, actually, I was. I said, he's telling me you didn't write those that question down. She goes, I didn't. So I turned it up, and it was like, oh, how's my job going? Like three mundane things. I'm like, what, you wanted to talk to him? Why didn't you write it down? You know, because you know, it's like I could make it more meaningful and just spend my time with him. Clearly, he knew about it ahead of time. Are you playing trick to psychic? You're wasting your time. <laughs> this isn't trick or treat, just, you know, because I don't care one way or the other if you believe or you don't believe. It's not my job. Do people try to do that? Do they try to trick you or Yeah, we actually do different somebody. Like oh, they do occasionally. And I'm like, you know, you're just fooling yourself because I'll validate it. You know, you're the way I look at it, it's your time, you know, if you want to play trick-or-treat, that's fine. I don't really care, but usually the information comes out anyways, mm -hmm. you know, so and I'm like, and the other thing I tell people, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, they do try to, you know, kind of snippy, snotty, snoodle. Um, occasionally you'll get a few people, but I'm like, do you want to be treated like that? Because at some point, if you treat me like that, it's going to come back to you karmically. 
you know, try to, you know, do unto others, treat people the way you want to be treated. And honestly, I'll bust your chops anyways. <laughs> I worked in sales for a long time. Nothing really bothers me. <laughs> you know, there, I'll just kill you and then talk to you. <laughs> and I can do that too, though. No. Love it. So yes. I, okay, so I don't know a lot about your industry. Are there a lot of women or a lot of men that um, are, or is it like, equal there are a lot more women okay and i think it's because women are naturally more open to this mm -hmm. um there's a lot more fruitcakes nowadays that are coming into the industry and they those are the ones that give you the nonsense your mother's here and she says that she loves you really you know, give me a break <laughs> i could do that yeah, right. <laughs> exactly you know give me a little more substance um and you do get men i find that there's a you find it, it there seems to be a tendency that the men that are in the industry tend to be gay you got more gay men and i think it's because they're more open um to that kind of energy, you know. So they say you're out of your right mind. I'm out of my right mind. <laughs> so are there certain traits that make someone more susceptible to having those gifts, like, or? Um, or I think if it's just DNA, you know, and if you're yeah. open and comfortable. Some people aren't comfortable. Like, I have a few family members. They wouldn't want me to out them. Um, I could care less what people think about me. Mm -hmm. I never really cared. So um, that's why I was the youngest female stockbroker with all men. But anyways, it was fun. <laughs> I um, want to hear more about that in a bit, yeah. too. Hot men, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> the girls didn't like me, but, you know, because they were all support staff, and the guys were like, you know, they didn't know how to take, you know, a woman. But, um, you know, it's just interesting. And I, I got to tell you, too, you know, when sometimes, and this is funny, this is a good thing to know. I had somebody the other day say, you know, so-and-so said they couldn't read me, and I'm like, a real psychic can read you. And I said, but you may intimidate a, a person or uh, that may... Uh, cause them to say, I'm not real comfortable reading you. I said, one time I had a woman, I was, I was booking her for a phone appointment, didn't know who she was, she was outside of the area. And um, she said, you know, well, you know, three psychics said that they couldn't read me. And I said, oh, okay. So, well, the first one was fake. The second one was fake. And I said, the third one thought you were, and I said, pain in the ass. I go, oops, sorry. <laughs> it like fell out of my mouth. I go, but by the way, your husband's here. That's who you want to talk to. She goes, oh my God. I go, his name is Robert. I go, we'll chat again. I said, let me just get you in. And, you know, she was totally taken back. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to edit that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's like, I guess, channeling my inner, you know, uneditable self, so mm -hmm. to speak. Well, nothing wrong with that. It's right. authentic, right? Oh, it's authentic at times. <laughs> I just can't wait till I get really old and I really won't be editing things. <laughs> so then, so that's an interesting avenue to think about. Like, when I get old? Yeah. Oh. What if you have, like... Hot men? Yeah. <laughs> young ones? Yeah. <laughs> like, where are you going, Kelsey, with but this one? <laughs> but what if, you know, you get to the point where, you know, you don't have any control over your filter or you have something like... Alzheimer's or something what happens to like the gift in that situation oh the gift will be there we'll be having a party <laughs> well you know it's funny because a lot of times people when they're getting ready to cross or you see elderly folks and they start saying you know I dreamt of your mom or you know whatever um or who's over in the corner they're actually getting to that place where they're starting to see they're like you know, kind of one foot in both yeah. worlds kind of thing. And that's why I kind of get you know sometimes you know medical facilities will give them medicine oh you know you're just you know having a, a whatever, uh, an imagination. And sometimes it could be the truth, but other times there's very much truth to the mm -hmm. fact that you're seeing the other side. Mm -hmm. So I like that when skeptics are, I don't believe in this and I don't believe in the other side. I'm like, yep, call me on your deathbed. We'll talk then because you'll mm -hmm. be like, oh my God. Because then yeah. it'll be a different you'll find story. The yep, as they say, you'll have a Jesus moment mm -hmm. or a Buddha or whatever. Mm -hmm. A champagne moment. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid spirits. So is there, so I've heard... I don't, like, not from, a, like, a credible source, that there's a rule that if you're a psychic or a medium, you are not supposed to tell people 
bad news. Is that a real well thing? I'm a big believer in ethics. I come okay. from a very ethical back uh, business background, and there's a lot of unethical people in the industry, mm -hmm. and there's no regulation. So a lot okay. of them are con artists. Oh, buy the candles, they'll get rid of all the bad uh, demons that you have around and all this nonsense stuff. You know, smudge your house. I'm like, yeah, you'll get a migraine and a sinus infection <laughs> like I do. Call it sensitive for a reason. But um, it's tricky. And I tell people, if you're meant to hear that, you're meant to hear it. But sometimes there's a lot of psychics out there that give really um, bad information like that because they want you to come back and buy their services. You know, they're con artists. Oh, you know, there's going to be a death around you. No kidding. You probably know a lot of people. At some point, mm -hmm. there's going to be a death around you. Or, you know, um, they see something and it's just not correct. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're meant to have, there's a certain way you want to, you know, relay it. You know, if it's God's way of preparing you. Um, I try not to focus on that because I feel we're here to live. And one thing the spirit world does teach us is we're here to live and learn and to do what we have to do, do our work here before we go to the next, mm -hmm. you know, state. Mm -hmm. So then do some people use like your services as like a practice like coming back again and again and checking in or Kelsey you must be psychic <laughs> <laughs> no I just asked really good questions <laughs> we are damn good at them uh, that's a really good question I have a big belief in um, ethics and I don't believe you should be going to your psychic um, I tell my clients once a year if okay. it's really an emergency that's fine I... so what would an emergency be like someone who has to make a big decision yeah. or so something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like mm -hmm. that. Or suddenly something happened, somebody dropped dead or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Um, but at least a minimum of eight months. Westside soundtrack in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> I live there. I live there. <laughs> Richmond Avenue, across from Jersey Street. But, um, yeah. Not currently. Not <laughs> where she lives right now. <laughs> no. Love that house. That house was haunted. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was funny. Speaking of that house, mm -hmm. my husband and I were there for 10 years. I just said for the longest time, there's a guy by the name of, like, John Lilly and John William. Mm -hmm. And my husband's like, oh. I'm like, hey, it's an added extra benefit. Anyways, long story short, <laughs> one time he's going through the title. He goes, 1893, John William. You're right, he lived here. And then when we moved, I asked him to move, but he didn't move with us. <laughs> it's just crazy. And apparently, like, the house, too. He liked but, the house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's the only thing. Dead people don't mm -hmm. do, like, you know, if you ask them to vacuum or whatever. They never oh, do they that. they don't pull their weight at all. No, they wake me up in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh, go away, you know. So... But, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> so this is kind of a follow-up question to something I said earlier. Is there a lot of, like, tension or discrimination between men and women in the field? Or does you that know, not show up as much there? People are people. Mm -hmm. which And that's a great question because I meet a lot of psychics in the industry or so-called psychics. And um, they show their jealousies and pettiness. And because it's predominantly women, you see a lot of... Unfortunately, I'm very supportive of women. I always have been, you know... Um, my one concentration was uh, women's studies, business with women's studies. So I'm very much about, you know, women. But I got to tell you, in this industry, you see a lot of female psychics that don't practice what they preach. They're very catty. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to do fairs years ago. People would throw my stuff in the garbage. And I thought, oh, what kind of spiritualist? You're not practicing what you preach. We're not even good psychic. That's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just kind of funny. But, again, it goes back to people are people, you know, good, bad, and indifferent. Mm -hmm. So kind of a cutthroat competition in right. some ways. And that's why gay guys make the best girlfriends. <laughs> and I got a couple of them. <laughs> a couple in, of the, those too. in the industry with you? Uh, no, actually outside of the oh, industry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but just saying, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Um, okay, so at this point, I think we'll kind of start transitioning over to the other set of questions. Um, but is there anything that I missed 
about this field that we can get into. No, sounds like okay. fun. I think you're doing a darn good <laughs> okay. job. Okay, thank you. Um, so now um, tell my listeners where they can find you. If they want to see your show, if they want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Oh, sure. You go to my website. It's Karen Reese, but I spell my name differently. It's K-A-R-Y-N-R-E-E-C-E, Karen Reese. My parents were, you know, truly not hooked on phonics, but <laughs> people always get it wrong. They either get the first name wrong or the second part. Mm-hmm. You never get it together, so I always tell them K-A-R-Y-N-R-E-E-C-E.com, and then we have all our links to Facebook oh, okay. and the rest of it. Awesome. Yep. And you, so you can um, get a reading with you from there, or is that... Yep, you can book okay. online, you can, you know... Send me a happy birthday. <laughs> April's my birthday month. Diamond's my stone. No. <laughs> is Diamond really the stone for April? It That's, sure is, baby. Wow. I'm May. I'm Emerald. Oh, May's a good one. Taurus is month. It's mm-hmm. bloody month. Yeah. Yes. I'm the last day of Taurus. Oh, mm-hmm. so you're already going into the next uh, horoscope. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I was Gemini my whole life, um, but I was born in the the middle of the night so it was tail yeah. end of Taurus yeah you're like one foot in Gemini's mm-hmm. my moon by the way that's why it's funny yeah sometimes you have those moments yes no yes no yes no yeah <laughs> yeah I feel like I I always was like yeah I'm totally a Gemini but then when I thought about it I was like no I'm I'm steady like a Taurus <laughs> you probably show that just when you need it yeah, right you're a Taurus and then you're a Gemini exactly uh, all right so we'll we will move into the womanhood question so um, the first question that I usually ask my guests is to tell a little bit more of their story and background, and so you can kind of interpret that how you will, and it could mean childhood, it could mean oh. whatever you want it to mean. Well, so. I, I don't cook, <laughs> just saying, four food groups, can frozen takeout reservation. Um, I'm a big uh, animal lover. In fact, I have uh, three uh, toddler kitties, and then I have three kittens. Oh. And actually, funny story, because um, this past year I was driving, and I said, oh, my God, I'm going to get another kitten or something. And I saw this flash of this kitty that reminded me of my other kitty. And I'm like, oh, no, I already have three. The next day, a client comes in. She's got, like, these three, like, little dinky-doo kitties. And she's oh. like, do you mind? I'm, I'm having to foster these. And I'm like, oh. He's Otis. She's Coco Pebble. And that's Blue. Blue looks just like Petey. And I'd seen, like, Blue, so... It's a hair-raising event in my house. I have a very good vacuum. <laughs> yeah, you would have to do it that yes, many cats. Yes. I'm also a psychic artist. People don't know that, too. And I do a lot of psychic detective work on the what side, too. What does that too. mean? Um, well, I was artistically gifted. So sometimes I'll draw um, do a quick sketch of, like, a scene of a crime or maybe a person on the other side or, you know, something along that lines. Um, and then historical, too, I'll do some work that way. I haven't done it in a while where I'll look at a um, maybe a plot of land and come up with some historical information pertaining to it, haunted or, you know, might be somebody that was murdered on the, the property or what have you. Mm-hmm. So I try not to um, broadcast my psychic artistry because it's so limiting. Because when I start to read, I get a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So it kind of slows you down. Mm-hmm. One thing I would say, um, people don't realize, as a psychic, I can do phone readings and I can do in person. And I always laugh when people say, well, I think I need to see you in person because of the phone. They don't believe the phone. I go, are you the psychic? <laughs> uh, I but there I'm, is something different about being face-to-face with someone and, like, seeing their facial expressions. And that can be scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I've got clients all over, you know, mm-hmm. the globe. And I laugh all the time because I tell clients that need to see me locally. I'm like, really, you don't need to see me. I could get you in sooner with the phone because I got an opening. My clients aren't going to fly in from Italy just to see me, you know. Right. I mean, do you do Skype or anything like that? Does that? I do Skype. I okay. prefer when I'm doing my my phone readings by having the phone okay, in my ear because I'm always ear. drawing when mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm writing my notes because I get it so fast I might see the new, you know, whatever, Mark and then mm-hmm. Goldstein and then I'll see you're connected to a goal, you know, so as I'm going through, I'm writing. 
Because I get it so fast, I'm trying to catch up, and then mm-hmm. I have to give it out. Oh, do you have to do that every time with the... Uh, well, I do it only when I'm doing phone readings. Oh, when okay. I'm doing reading readings, um, people come in, and then it's like I watch a TV screen, so they oh, take okay. notes. Oh, yeah, you said yeah. that. Because my handwriting sucks. Recorders <laughs> don't always work. Anything electrical bombs out. You know, a lot of times lights will get weird. You know, I'll mm-hmm. go through peaks, drive by, whatever. ATMs don't work. Street mm-hmm. lights. It's just, it's called being a slider. Mm-hmm. So... Um, think, I'm actually thinking back to your, your pets now. Aren't animals, like, very intuitive? Oh, they and are. Don't you want to have them around because of that? Oh, they're around me embedded. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, definitely. And actually, you'll see your pets when you get to the other side. Um, I had a client one time come in, and she was a skeptic, and I'm like, oh, your birthday's in September, and all this other stuff. They validated because, you know, I'm in your energy, which is what you want to kind of get. And then I said, oh, you have a dog, Katie, that passed over, and you got her as a Christmas present like 12 years ago. She started bawling, and what ended up happening, she said she had spoken to her minister. The minister said, oh, no, you won't see your dog. dog. Animals don't have spirits. I said, you go back, you tell them, yes, she will, and you tell them, you know, spirit is the living force, and he's fired. Because I get animals in my reading. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the next thing. I hate when you have pet psychics. They're not people psychics. I'm like, if you're a real psychic or psychic medium, you can read pets. Mm-hmm. But I always laugh when you get the pet psychics. They come in, oh, your dog's upset because you're a smoker. Really? Okay. But wait, animals can't talk, so how do you... I know that, like... Oh, it's telepathic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything's telepathic on the other side. Except for my living cat's mouth back to me. I'm the mommy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, I personally think we should test on criminals, not on animals. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? They should put back in, yeah. Animals don't deserve to be mistreated, and I think testing on animals, and I know a lot of people would probably... um, you know, disagree with me, but think about it. You know, why should we harm animals? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure them? about the criminal part, but I do. Oh, no, the, put it in the criminals, you know? <laughs> you got some creepers out there, some pedophiles or murderers. Let's test on you. Let's put some new cancer drug in you, and if it works, great. We'll cut off half your sentence. I mean, it's a win-win. Okay. Yeah. Put back to what you took. You know, you took somebody's life, put back in. Right? Mm-hmm. D- doing something good, then, right. in turn. Yeah. Interesting. Another thing I've never thought of before. <laughs> yeah, I got too much time on my hands. <laughs> I'm learning a lot today. Um, so getting into the womanhood question. So what does it mean to you to be a woman in 2019? It means I have to shave a lot. Yeah. Gosh. It means I have to have a high-maintenance life, you know, haircut and whatever. But it actually just means more freedom. You know, I'm very pro-women, um, you know, and I think one of the things, women need to embrace themselves and stop worrying about, you know, others around them. And I, I think, you know, now you have a lot more opportunities. And look, here's the thing. If you don't like your job and you don't like what you're doing, you know, start your own business. That's the equal uh, level playing field. Because a lot of people will complain they feel trapped. And I'm like, no, you're not. You know, as a woman, you have more flexibility than ever. You know, you're not being subjected to, you know, whatever is of the times, you know, you don't like it, open up your own business. And we just have, like, with the internet and, like, social media, we just have so many avenues where it makes it so much easier to do stuff like that. Yeah, you don't have to be beholden Mm -hmm. to, you know, male supervisor, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean, there's been a lot, like, in the last 20 years in terms of development. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in school, I had um, these bra-burning, like, super hippy-dippy professors, and I would go dressed in my conservative blue suit um, because I was finishing my, you know, I switched everything around, story of my life. And I got to tell you, they were just like way out there, you know. And I'm like, you should be like happy I'm doing this, you know, but they were just out there. Now it's kind of nice to see that it's more open, more, you know, we can all do different things, mm-hmm. you know. It wasn't so, 
you know, discriminative one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I'm just a happy medium, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I got that fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> um, so, what are your favorite parts of being a woman? Hmm. Let's think about that. Well, there's good cosmetics out there nowadays. Um, I would say being creative, and I think being strong, and not um, me personally. I would have to say I don't really follow what the trends are. I don't follow other people's, you know, opinions. I do what I believe is right for me. And I think now that we can do that um, more so than ever, that's probably one of my favorite parts about being a woman. And the other thing, too, is I think being a woman, you see things in a bigger perspective. We're used to multitasking. We also are left brain, right brain. So, you know, we have the benefits of both worlds. Where men, I still feel, you know, we've kind of surpassed them. Men still have to be manly men. You know, they don't have that option where, you know, if you want to dress very feminine, you can do it. If you want to dress, you know, more, I don't know, mainstream or whatever, you know, you have a lot more. And we can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, we have that ability to do it. And the other thing, too, I think believing in yourself is off the wall, you know, uh, things that we do, because oftentimes we're assumed uh, we do it. We can uh, just go ahead and, you know, work with that. And I'm off the wall. <laughs> I've met Wally before. No. <laughs> Many times, but... Like from the Disney movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got stuck in Disney. <laughs> I do like that movie. It's pretty sad, though. Yeah. But, you know... It's Happy ending-ish? Yeah, sort right? of, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then, in turn, what are your least favorite parts of being a woman? Oh, I hate being told no. Sometimes you hear it. And I still hate... Um, when you run across men that are very sexist, you know, I mean, that's just, I remember years ago going to get a car and, um, I brought a friend with me and I wanted, and it was a stick car and I'd never driven a stick, but the sales rep kept, you know, eyeing him. And of course I had to lambaste the sales rep. I'm like, I'm the one putting the money down. Of course I bought the car, made my friend Bobby, when I picked it up, drive it because <laughs> I didn't know how to drive a stick. So we went to the parking lot and Practice. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm like, okay, great. After mm -hmm. a half hour, I think I can, you know, master the stick. <laughs> I think it wasn't brain surgery. I'm like, watch YouTube now. <laughs> but anyways, mm -hmm. so that's that's where I'm at with that. Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit more about what it was like being in a stockbroker? And I was fun. It was mayhem. It was crazy. I was like, like I mentioned earlier, my first semester in college, and I saw an advertisement because I was waitressing and I was doing the whole college thing, and I'm like, oh, this is killing me. I got to make more money. Um, you know, growing up after losing my dad, you know, I was poor. We didn't have a, a lot. Um, and I always tell people, you know what? You don't want handouts from the government. If I can make it, you can make it. Our society today, I think, is too soft. You know, everybody thinks that they need a handout. It's not good spiritually or psychically, you know, and I've made myself. And every woman needs to know you can make yourself, too. You don't need, you know, all these um, food stamps and all this other stuff. Just do what you got to do. Like, if I had to clean toilets today, I would clean toilets. You know, nothing is, you know, beneath or above. You know, although people try to put things into the pecking order. But as a stockbroker, I was the only female. Um, and, you know, I was discriminated against. But then I had fun, too. You know, guys are sometimes fun to work with. They're not catty like women. You know, they can take it on the chin. You know, they can flirt with you. That's when you leverage them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the best. And under your breath, idiot. But, you know. <laughs> um, but I was really good at cold calling back in the day, which is something that most people don't like to do if you ask any salesperson. Even today, everybody sends out these soft, you know, um, little messages, and I would just pick up the phone, you know, and just, and I'd get my foot in the doors. I did a lot of B2B, because I like business owners who make decisions, mm -hmm. you know, because I can't stay. I have no patience. Make a decision. Mm -hmm. I can go back and forth on my Gemini, but everybody <laughs> else has to make a decision, you know. So it was interesting. I learned a lot, you mm -hmm. know. So 
And I think you can learn more when you're actually doing the job than just doing academics. And I'm very much about school, but there's something to be said about, you know, real world experience. Oh, definitely. I think that's true about most things, that yes. when you get out of school, it's not exactly as you thought it would be. Exactly. And I always tell women, don't cry in the job. You know, that's the worst thing you can do. You know, a lot of times women uh, feel uncomfortable if they have male, you know, superiors or whatever, or if a male, you know, makes a remark, or even if he makes a compliment. You know, you're working with men. They're idiots sometimes. Not all, because there's a lot of great men out there. But, you know, they're going to say things. You know, you can't get all twisted. Oh, he complimented me. He sexually harassed me. Really? You know, like, come on. Let's get, say something back to him. Don't play victim, you know. You're strong enough. You can say something back. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I'm self-employed, though. I said a few <laughs> things back. <laughs> I just don't know why my boss didn't like it when I said, I don't play games with little boys in short pants. <laughs> yeah, I could see some men not taking that very well. Yeah, but I sure had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what matters. Um, so is there anything you think the world or society needs to know about women that it doesn't currently know. I think that overall we need to just be open and be kinder, you know, to experiencing, you know, women and women, um, women have a kindness to them, you know, and women, I think, want to be heard. I think that we want to um, make our decisions and come up with our own solutions. We don't always want men to make, um, you know, solutions for us. We'd like for them to hear it, but not come up with a solution. So I think that's important. I think that also when men say, you know, I've got your back, um, and just giving that, you know, belief in you. And I think that's very important. I think a lot of relationships sometimes miss the boat. You know, we want men to say, I believe in you, I got your back. Mm -hmm. You know, so. As like a supporter rather than like a problem solver. Right. And we don't like wimpy men either. Please make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be your thing. Yeah. You want people to make decisions. Make a decision. You know, life is too bloody short. You know, if it doesn't work, try something else. Right. You know. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, don't sit there and cry. And if you don't like your, you know, place of employment, you know, find something else or create your own business. Mm -hmm. You know, don't look, you know, for the government. Too often today, we see, I see too many men and women, you know, oh, the world's rough. I've got anxiety. Well, if you're busy working, you won't have anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, change your diet. That's the other thing. We've got to change your diet. Mm -hmm. Bad food, bad sources that are out there. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I, I feel very overwhelmed when I think about that oh, problem. Oh, yeah. You know, all the additives and frankenfoods and the way, you know, they process it. So mm -hmm. eating healthy makes a big difference. Not that mm -hmm. I do because I had ice cream last night. Mm -hmm. Mint tingling. It was delicious. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I got a sweet too. <laughs> Two minutes on the lips I do again. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what issue that affects women are you most passionate about? Um, probably more workplace than anything. You know, um... I'm also, I, I'd like to see more women believe in themselves more instead of, um, you know, taking second best. Shoot for, you know, shoot for the moon. What's the worst case? You'll land in the stars, you know. Why not shoot to be president of your organization? You know, if you don't make it, you know, maybe you'll be the assistant, you know, vice president. But, you know, you need to really believe in yourself and just go for it. Too many women, I think, hold themselves back. And I think all too often they hide behind, you know, other people. They need to just blossom themselves. So just do it, embrace it, and don't listen to other people. You know, do what's in your you know heart of hearts. Listen to your intuition, because mm -hmm. we always get that gut intuition. You know, so if you feel you're onto something, do it, because you know you're gonna kick yourself mm -hmm. in the butt after you're, you know you say you didn't listen to it. I feel like like in general we're not really taught to do that. 
we're trying not. to like suppress that voice. I never did, <laughs> you know, but it's true. And, you know, you look at the fairy, you know, tales that were, you know, a man's going to sweep us off of our feet. And then you look at the <laughs> magazines. Oh, you're not a wavy 100 pounds. You know, you have to be real to yourself and know that you can do it. It's your playing field for however many years you're here. So, you know, you don't want to die and get to the other side and say, I wish I should have, could have, would have. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people, you know, you can always move. You don't like it. Come back. Mm -hmm. You know, make a change. Do people ever, like, from the other side, tell you about regrets or, like, oh, yeah. things like that? What do they say? Like, what is a common um, well, one? Well, I think it's too many times people worried more than what they needed mm -hmm. to and not experiencing and doing the things that they wanted to. You know, your parents might want you to be, you know, a nurse, but in your heart of hearts you might want to be a dog trainer. You know, you don't want to get to the end of the road and say, hey, you know, I wish I would have been a dog trainer because I was a miserable nurse. I was Nurse Ratchet, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, to me, you know, what, I, what I've heard from the other side, live, live your truth. And, you know, it also goes for people that, you know, maybe same sex, you know, live your truth. Mm -hmm. You know. Interesting. Yeah. A little wisdom there yeah. from the other side. Oh, there's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I only have a couple more questions left. So... Um, my next question is, what changes would you like to see for women in the future? Um, that's I, a good question. Okay, I didn't ask that already, right? I feel like I just read that. No, okay, that was, that was a new one. That's a good question. Um, I would say I'd like to see more, um, women in more, uh, power positions. You know, if you're making good money, you know, there's less crime. If you're making good money, your life is good. Money is a, um... You know, it's, it's a vehicle. That's all it is. Because people say, oh, you charge? I'm like, well, I have to eat too. Mm -hmm. You know, and people have to have an investment in you. Mm -hmm. You know, you put percentage down when you buy a house because you want to be invested in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd like to see women in more power positions, you know, uh, getting their earnings up, leaving in themselves. That's really, but you know what? Women have to do it. You can't have the government. Society can't prop you up. Only you can do it. You know, mm -hmm. that's one thing that people, they always want somebody to, you know, I can't do it. So and so is holding me back. No, you're holding yourself back. Make a change. Interesting. So, for final question: um, Who are the women you most admire? Hmm. I like Cher. I love Cher. I do too. Isn't she the best? She's so great. I love Cher. You know what? She's a woman that really, you know, she had some bumps along the way, but she's an extremely successful woman. She's artsy. She's fun. You know, she's got a good attitude. She's light about life, even despite, you know, because some of the things in her own life, she's just done very well. She's mm -hmm. happy. I think, what's that quote that she said? Her, she was like, my mother told me to marry a rich man, and I said, Mom, I am a rich man. <laughs> I think so, I yeah. love that quote. <laughs> very good, Kelsey. Yeah, good I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Must be psychic. <laughs> Maybe we're learning that I have the gift. <laughs> it's a good gift, This is yes. the first time I've been told that, so probably not. <laughs> But, yeah, Cher's cool, though. Yeah, I love her. So that was really my last question here. So we can wrap up this episode. So is there anything else that you'd like to add, Karen? You're a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. I see good you fun in your too. future. <laughs> it's two good Ks. Thank you for having me. God this bless you. Great. Yes, we'll me have too. fun again in your spirits. So tell my listeners again where they can find you. Oh, sure. It's uh, www.karenreese.com. Okay. Thank you. Head there and to get either a reading or to find out information about the show. And if you're looking for me, you can find me at Womankind Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram at my website, www.womankindpodcast.com, and then at through email at womankind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends.